Did you watch Living Terror last night? It's an unbelievable thing that uh, they mentioned Living Terror last night. The um, Medrash says that Meisha Benu asked Hashem, "What should Eden do when they when they'll sin during Golos? There won't be a base Migdash. So the Abisha told Meisha Benu that they should gather together in Shul and they should say Slichas, and Hashem will forgive them. But the Medrash adds. The Abisha didn't just uh, tell to Meshach Rabbeinu, he actually put on a talus himself, and he said, this is what they should do. They should say, give me this. So, um, the Rebbe says that the reason why Hashem had to actually show him was because a Jew may feel that because of all their mistakes in the past and their connection to Hashem has gotten weaker, so they can't be deserving of, of uh, brachas, Hashem can't possibly forgive them. And therefore, the Ebesh at the Mammas show him and say, Listen, I'm telling you, this is real. It's an amazing uh, idea. The Ebesh is showing himself wearing a talus, so it should actually be uh, the message should be given over to each of us that it's not time that we're saying slichas, but it's real. The Ebesh is these are days of forgiveness. Shem Mammas forgives us. It means me and you, and it's, it's happening. L'chaim. On Rosh Hashanah, we say a lot of different prayers. And uh, Rosh Hashanah is called the Day of Judgment. And on Rosh Hashanah, it's decided whatever happens throughout the year. Not just what happens in Gashmias, but also what happens in Ruchnias. Uh, we say in Davening on Thursday morning, uh, It's a law for Israel. It's a judgment for the God of Yaakov. So it's talking about Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is a day of law and judgment. And there are two kinds of judgment. There's a judgment of Yisrael. The judgment which is given, Choyk, is referring to the laws that pertain to our physical sustenance. That's one kind of judgment. There's Mishpelelekei Yaakov. is a judgment for the God of Yaakov. How much godliness you'll feel that year. How much, whatever is happening the coming year in, in our Ruchnias, how much will fill the Ebishter, it's also decided. And it all depends on, I mean, Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, it's, 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 that's the, it's the head of the year. And, and from there, there is the, it's animated every single day of the year and every single thing that happens to each of us throughout the year. And all that happens in Rosh Hashanah is dependent on us, dependent on who we are, what we're doing on our acceptance of Hashem as our king. We coronated Hashem. Last year, Chassidus says that last year all the Jewish people coronated Hashem as their king, and they asked Hashem to be their king, and the Abishter accepted them to be his servants, and he decided to renew the contract and uh, to animate the world again. Not only because he promised the Tanayach, but to have pleasure in the world, and to give more to the world. Because of the because of the Shefer and the Aveda of the Yidden last year, that's why the Abish accepted it. So it says the contract that Hashem gave the world is only for a year. And whether well, what exactly is going to happen this year, it only depends on, on us. Whatever we do, that, that mamish is what creates makes it or, or whatever for uh, this coming year. As a story I share with you about the guy who was Walking past seven seven year of Rosh Hashanah. Remember that story, right?
Sunday thing where there's no one except for you and me, but I'm not there with you. Um, I think maybe it has to do with people going to sleep last night at 3 o'clock in the morning after Sukhas, maybe. All, all those old guys that uh, <laughs> didn't, didn't show up. <laughs> well, well, for th- <laughs> do you remember that Tzmaisa I told you about that Malamailumach? You do remember that Tzmaisa. So the Kudu Tzmaisa is a guy came into the Rebbe's room and he asked her what Rosh Hashanah is. Rosh Hashanah said, we heard from the great Magid, Rosh Hashanah is Da Malamailumach. No, the, the, the simple translation of that Mishnah is, know what is above you. The Magid says, Da Malamaila, you should know whatever happens in Shemayim, is Mimacha comes from you. So whatever is happening, whatever Hashem decides, this your Shoshana has to do with our Veda of each of us. <laughs> but our, our, what is our Veda? Our Veda is that we're asking Hashem to be our King. What are we? What exactly are we asking? Rabbi Nassim uh, Garari from uh, from Buffalo. He was one. He said he shared how he was once in a um, Hasidic. Uh, uh, and he was telling everybody about what Rosh Hashanah is about, we ask Hashem to be our king, and we really, the request we have isn't just that Hashem should be our king, but that Hashem's real will and creation should be fulfilled. Why does Hashem want to be a king? Hashem said He wants to have a dear He wants to have a home in the lowest world. He wants to be a king. What's the fact He wants to be a king? He wants to be revealed in the world. Nebuchadnezzar wants it to be, wants it to be a world. A world that feels itself as a yesh, feels itself to be a separate entity. And in this separate entity, in this yesh, the Abishter wants to be revealed as Melachalum. Hashem, because Hashem decided, and I am Lecha, because Hashem decided, I want to be a king, that's why everything exists. Nothing exists. We're not here because of something that we want. We're only here because of what he wants. The Abishter has a plan. Everything that exists is because of what he wants. So, what does he want? He wants to He wants to, to to be a king and to be revealed as king. So that's why every single prayer, Rosh Hashanah, is the same. There's no request in the sit in the machzer in the Prussian essay for any gashmius. We don't ask for a single thing in gashmius in the in the, in the prayers of Shacharis, Mincha, Ma'ariv, and Musaf Rosh Hashanah. All we ask for in our prayers are Hashem, be our king. Reveal yourself. Really, we're asking. Really, we're asking for in, in the prayers of Hashanah. The simple translation of the prayers of Hashanah. We're asking Hashem to to bring Mashiach. We're asking Let every creature know that you made it. Let every creature know that you formed it. All we're asking for in the entire Rosh Hashanah is that the Eibush should be revealed, the Galim should be revealed, the Mashiach should come. So Rabbi was saying that he was in this shul, and I don't know where it was. And uh, someone was listening to what he was saying, and he he couldn't believe it. He's like, no, it's not, it's not true. And he actually got out. He, he left the uh, Fabrengen. He went to the bookshelf. He found the Machzer. Yeah, it's true. You know, it, it's 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 not something that we would think is in the Machzer. But that's the only thing that's in the Machzer. The only thing that we have in the Machzer is let Mashiach come. So it's a little bit um, incongruous to all of a sudden say to Hashem, all we want is what you want. We're only asking for what you want. We all, when um, we're not really necessarily putting our, our efforts in that direction as much as we, we could throughout the year. In, in our Machzer, there is a uh, line in the Machzer uh, about Rabbi Arnav Karlin. You familiar with the line about Rabbi Karlin? Rabbi Arnav Karlin? 
Yeah, exactly. Aaron Kalin said that the Gemara says that Yechem and Zakai told the future emperor of Rome that he was the emperor, and he said, you deserve to die for two reasons. Well, first of all, I'm not the emperor, and it's treason. And if I am the emperor, where have you been till now? So, Rabbi Kalin, we got to where HaMelech in, in, in Davening of, uh, of Rosh Hashanah, Pashat would... Uh, where, where, have, where have we been till now? So if we're going to turn to the Ebesh Rosh Hashanah. We're going to tell him, all we want is Mashiach should come. All we want is what you want. All we want is to carnate you as our king, that your will should be fulfilled. It doesn't make sense that we're going to say that if we're not really, you know, like, how, how are we saying that? So it starts at Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, we have to get into that zone of that we want, that we want Mashiach to come, that we want the Ebesh to be revealed. We want Hashem's intent to be fulfilled. Ever Shoshana, there's a new light of Hashem that never existed before. Altarba says in Gersakesh Khafalif, he says that there's a Ur Khadash Mukhudash, Shalaiha Yumeya There's a brand new light of Hashem that never came to the world before. And on Shoshana, the Abishra brings this light to the world. So all of our hopes and dreams uh, for this coming year are justified because it's something the Abish always Mail Makadish is always directing the world higher and higher towards his goal and creation. So in a similar way, we have to adjust and uh, we can't be satisfied where we were till now. We have to go get higher to where we were till now and uh, get in touch with our neshama, what our neshama, get in touch with our machzer, that our requests and the Abish and, and what it says in the machzer should, uh, should stim, should be, should be aligned. Okay, I, I did share last week the whole thing about our personal requests are a way to fulfill our requests for Hashem to be our king. It's true, but um, but 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 we we have to make them aligned by by thinking about what we're going to ask Hashem Hashanah. By the way, the Mitzvah Rebbe says a miracle thing. Mitzvah Rebbe says Hashem chose Rosh Hashanah to be the day of judgment. He could have had any day to be the day of judgment. He specifically co- chose the day of Rosh Hashanah to be the day of judgment. You know why? One reason the Rebbe says is because what happens in the, on the coronation day? On a coronation day, the king decides to let all the prisoners out. He decides to pardon people with the sentences. That's what happens when a king is coronated. So in a similar way, because uh, we're, we're getting judged, the Abisha says, okay, I'm going to make this easier for you. I want you to be judged on the day that uh, the day of coronation. So that's the energy of Rosh Hashanah, coronating Hashem. It's not focuses on our, on our Vedas. That focus on our, uh, our our focus is on um, accepting Hashem as our King, make a covenant with Hashem, and and therefore Hashem forgives us also because it's a coronation day. Because that that's that's the um, that's in the Kodesh Hashan. There was one Febringen where Rabbi Yehiel Khan submitted a question to Rebbe before the Febringen. He asked the Rebbe. It says in the Chassidus <coughs> that. The symptom isn't real. Alderba says the symptom is not kapshute. Arizal mentions the concept of symptom of Shem hiding himself, contracting himself, and the Alderba says it's not kapshute. So Rabbi Yoel asked the Rebbe before the Fabringen, you submitted a note asking the Rebbe, how did Alderba know this? Where do you get it from? You look in Tanya, by the way. In Tanya, the Alderba says it's a simple thing. It's, it's something that the old Jewish people know. <laughs> but by this Fabringen, the Rebbe said. <laughs> I, I don't know, sometimes sometimes people ask the Rebbe questions and the Rebbe like, likes the question and sometimes there's like a, they strike a, I don't know how to explain it, but basically it's, it's, not, it's not a logical question anymore. It's like, where are you coming from? 
it's it, 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 it looks at the questioner, perhaps. Um, the Rebbe said, how does the Rebbe know? He knows from Atzus Mahus. He got it from Hashem's essence. <coughs> That's how the Alter Rebbe knows. So the Alter Rebbe says, Hashanah, Hashem gives us a brand new light every year. How does the Alter Rebbe know? <laughs> this is what he gets from Atzus Mahus. Truth is, we get from Atzus Mahus also. I think I shared with you, there was a lady, who wrote the, she wrote to the Rebbe about her different decisions that she's making, and she's not really sure if they, she, should, she should fulfill her good decisions about adding into her mitzvahs. And the Rebbe told her and responded to her, the decisions she's making in her mitzvahs are because Hashem is speaking to, directly to her Neshama, as I said. Anyway, so this is the time when Hashem does speak to our Neshama and is looking for something from us. So what exactly is it? Especially, what is, it ha- what is happening this year specifically when Hashanah falls out on Shabbos? So this sikhah that I sent to you, um, Rebbe explains exactly what this means, Hashanah falling out on Shabbos, and what our avoid has to be. Let's go. Regarding when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, as it does this year, it says in the Mishnah that they would blow the, the Shafer in the Beis HaMikdash, but they would not blow the Shafer in Medina. Medina, the different interpretations in the Mishnah, whether it means the rest of Yerushalayim, whether it means the rest of Israel, uh, but Certainly, they would not blow the um, shofar um, throughout Israel. The question is whether whether the word mikdash includes Yushalayim, the entire Yushalayim, or um, or as later on the, the Mishnayos discuss at Jewish courts, if other Jewish courts are also allowed to um, have shofar blown there on Shabbos. But um, certainly, in the, even time of mikdash, it was restricted. It wasn't everywhere. So you do akushya echitachin. The question is asking Siddhis, how could it be that we're losing a mitzvah of Shefer? Shefer is such a fundamental thing. That's the mitzvah of the day. Why is it so important based on what we're said till now? Because what's the whole essence of Shashana? It's coronating Hashem as our king. Hashem asks us, the Rebbe wants to use the expression, Hashem's essence requests from every yid, make me a king. And how do we make Hashem our king? We say we recite the verses of Hashem's sovereignty, and it's all accomplished through the Shefer. Asadi Goyim brings ten reasons why blow Shefer. One of the reasons he mentions is because that's what kings do when they, when they begin their reign. They uh, have trumpets blown before them to uh, announce everywhere that the new reign of the king has begun. So let's, let's proclaim the reign of the king throughout the land. That's the purpose of blowing the trumpets in a similar way. That's we blow Shefer to proclaim that there's no king in the world. So if the whole way Hashem is carnated as a king is through the Shefer, so without the Shefer, how could there be Hashem incarnated? How does it work? I, 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 I share this with you, I don't know if you remember, during the Shirin Bagh and Gersa Tshuva, that uh, the, the, the question this is asking is based upon 
divine providence. If the whole purpose of creation is is is, is to tear mitzvahs, so yes, the, there is a rule in halacha that the chacham have the right halachically to uproot a law of the tear and tell us not not to do something. So clearly, the chacham are within the jurisdiction of what the Torah granted to them by telling us not to blow shefer. But Chassiz is asking a different question. The question is not how are they allowed to do it. The question is how did God allow this to happen? The Chacham made this rule because they're afraid people carry on Shabbos. Okay, but how did God make in His world that their people would be carrying on Shabbos if not for the fact that that uh, there would that, that we we'd stop this mitzvah? How come Hashem doesn't care about the world and what's going on in the world enough? for uh, this mitzvah to, to happen. This is such an important mitzvah. Hashem clearly has a, takes care of the world. So the chassidus' question is, if Hashem takes care of the world, okay, the Chum allowed to do that. The Chum see a reason to do that. That makes sense. But the question is about the Eibishter. How did the Eibishter allow circumstances to be as such that the world's missing the mitzvah? And therefore, chassidus answers, the world isn't mitzvah, missing the mitzvah. It can't be the world's missing the mitzvah. Rosh Hashanah, next column. So Chassidus explains that when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, the coronation of the king happens because of Shabbos itself. We don't need to blow the shefer. Imagine if all of the um, mosquitoes in the world, all the cockroaches in the world got together and said, let's crown you as their king, right? You wouldn't really be excited to um, accept their sovereignty. So how is it that we uh, prevail upon Hashem to be our king? Because we're not cockroaches, we're God's children. And our incarnation, what that means is, what are we trying to do? We're trying to give God gratification, pleasure in having a world, being, being our king. Our acceptance, each of us accepting Hashem as our king, that, that gives God pleasure in being a king. That's our point. The Abishur should have pleasure in being a king. So it says that the night of Rosh Hashanah, the Abishur is like someone who's working, and he's not interested in his work. He's tired. So the Abishur, so to speak, on the night of Rosh Hashanah is like someone who is hiding from his child. That's an analogy Chassidus gives. He pretends, I'm not, in, I'm not really interested in this whole thing. And the whole point of, of Hashem feeling this way, so to speak, that with withdrawing his pleasure from creation, at least to the to the eyes of all of creation, uh, the Rebbe actually said that there's a greater Simpson Rosh Hashanah than there is in the first Simpson. Rosh Hashanah, Hashem doesn't just withdraw the pleasure from the, the godly energy that creates this world. There is a withdrawal on every level. Every level there's a withdrawal. Hashem removes his pleasure even from the before the Simpson. There's a withdrawal of pleasure of every single level of godliness. And the purpose, is, and that they've actually said, that those who have lichtik egg and those who have luminous eyes, they could see something different in the, in the world, Rosh Hashanah. By Rebbeim, it was, it was a very serious time, that Rosh Hashanah. They wouldn't, they wouldn't speak at all. Interesting thing that the Rebbe um, uh, uh, encouraged dancing on the night of Rosh Hashanah. I was a chish, that was a novel thing. It says, I was a Jewish rejoice in Hashem as we just read in the after this past uh, Shabbos. Anyway, so the whole point of Shoshana is to arouse Hashem to have pleasure in creation. And since on Shabbos, God's pleasure is revealed naturally, 
it's a day of pleasure. We don't need the Jewish people to do something to trigger God's pleasure. The pleasure is there. As the Gemara says, that Shabbos is holy by itself. We don't make the Shabbos holy. Shabbos is already holy. The Gemara says that when we say the Brach on Yontif, we say, uh, thank Hashem for the holiday, we say, Hashem makes the Jewish people holy and the Yontif. Why do we say the Jewish people and the Yontif? The Gemara says it's only because of the Jewish people that there's a Yontif. Yisrael inun makachin luzmanim. It's the Jewish people to make it a yontif. That's regarding a yontif. Regarding Shabbos, not that way. Shabbos is holy by itself. Also on Rosh we say mikadash Yisrael first v'yem We make the yontif. However, Shabbos is naturally holy, and without our efforts, v'afal pikein, and nevertheless, Okay, so that's why we don't need shefer. If so, why would they blow Shafer in the base of Mikdash? If the whole thing is accomplished naturally on Shabbos, on any effort on our part, it's a day of pleasure. So how come they blew Shafer in the base of Mikdash? So the Chassidus explains, There are many different levels of pleasure, infinite amount of levels. And since in the base of Mikdash it's possible to bring down a higher pleasure than Shabbos, then Shabbos can bring down. Therefore, in the base of Migdash, they blow Shefer to bring down a higher kind of pleasure, a deeper pleasure. The base of Migdash is a different kind of place. They're able to accomplish there what you cannot accomplish the rest of the world, a deeper pleasure. So, for the rest of the world, it's what Shefer satisfies the pleasure of Hashem in creation. What Shefer accomplishes, it's accomplished by Shabbos. Outside of the base of Mingdash, it's impossible to touch that level anyways. We can't elicit that kind of pleasure anyways outside the base of Mingdash. Rather, the only level we could possibly touch outside the base of Mingdash is the level that's anyways affected by the fact that it's Shabbos. So therefore, we don't need to blow Shafer when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, but the base of Mingdash they did. I know exactly what the story was. The Rebbe did mention something about the story, so there is apparently something true about the story, but the Rebbe also, like, uh, when mentioning it, he also said something about, like, it's not so clear exactly. Um, but the way the story goes, evidence mentioned the whole story, the Rebbe just mentioned um, that the Alter Rebbe says that kugel, eating kugel on Shabbos is, is a mitzvah that I say. It's a biblical commandment to eat kugel on Shabbos. So uh, someone and Alter said that you kugel on Shabbos it accomplishes the same thing as Shefer. So someone challenged the Alter and he says, uh, "So how come we blow Shefer? We just just eat kugel." So Alter said, "Take." Hashanah falls out on Shabbos instead of eating uh, instead of uh, blowing Shefer. We eat kugel. So, so uh, the the point is that Shabbos is day of pleasure. There's no there's no you know heart wrenching aveda like there is. Um, on regular Shoshana, it happens by itself. Um, but the question is, the uh, as we we'll see in the next page, the question is, the Abish's pleasure is because of us. Why does Hashem have pleasure? He has pleasure from our Aveda. 
but this requires further explanation. It's not that Hashem has such pleasure from the coronation itself. His pleasure is that we coronate him as, as king. Hashem says, say the verses of sovereignty, so I should be a king over you. It's our effort that we accept him as our king because we're his children. He likes us. He loves us. That's why he accepts our coronation. It's not just he has pleasure in creation. He has pleasure in the Yidden, of what the Yidden do. And that's the reason why Rosh Hashanah is specifically on the first day of Tishrei. If Rosh Hashanah is about renewing the energy of creation, the energy of creation began on the 25th day of El, tonight. So why do we have Rosh Hashanah tonight? Why do we have Rosh Hashanah? On the first day of Tishrei, Rosh Hashanah should be on, on the Chaf Hei El. Okay. So anyways, I should include the question. The question I was asking is, the question is, what is the point of, how, how does this answer our question? We are saying the whole point of Rosh Hashanah is accomplished by Shabbos, because Shabbos is a day of pleasure. Shabbos doesn't have the element of our efforts. Shabbos has pleasure, yeah. But Shabbos doesn't have the element of of our efforts, which bring the Lechayr, that pleasure in Hashem. So Lechayr, that was going to explain to Hashem how specifically there's something that we have to do on of our Avedah, this, this year, Shoshanah, not Shafer, but something else that replaces Shafer in our Avedah, which we'll see. Okay, have a great day. Literate.